Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The NFL season is officially here. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the wide receiver only fantasy god, and with me, as always, is AJ. All I do is trade for Halls, Marchese. Yeah, baby. Bye-bye, Teddy. Bye-bye, Haskins. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Today, we'll be doing our final NFL prediction show. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Okay, AJ, before we jump into our final NFL predictions, a little a little housekeeping in the NFL draft department. Um Three official declarations since we last spoke. Oregon offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Georgia quarterback, Georgia quarterback Jamie Newman, who we knew opted out, but we didn't know for sure was declaring when we broke it last time. Yep. And then Cal Corner Cam Bynum. Uh, Sewell's the least surprising thing ever. Like, I already assumed he was in the draft. Uh, yeah, especially with the Pac-12 not playing. Yeah, exactly. Um, first non-quarterback taking... Uh, is that that's not even bold to say that right now, is it? I don't think so because generally it's a you would expect it to be a tackler or pass rusher, and there's no yeah. clear. I know there's a ton of Gregory Russo love, but I think Panay Sewell is clearly the superior prospect at this <laughs> point in time. Very much so. Uh, Jamie Newman, like like it kind of we broke it on the show <laughs> that you heard a day later. It's like breaking news, but uh, I I guess at that point I wasn't sure, as you could hear that. Uh, if he'd be going pro or not, now we know. How do you feel about that? I'm kind of shocked. Me too. Especially you know, after, think- after the transfer and stuff, right? It's just kind of I was, weird. Yeah. I was thinking about it today. Mm-hmm. And, and what if it's 
Did Georgia never named their starter? What if JT Daniels was outperforming him? There, I, um, I, there was like rumblings that he was too, right? Like I, I, th- it was a little split, but I don't think he was ever uh, locked in, right? So yeah, that's a good point. And, and even if he, let's say he did play, they're playing an all SEC schedule. Yeah. He's obviously coming from Wake. If he struggled early, yeah. who knows how quick they would have pulled, and that alone would have killed his draft stock. So maybe this was the smarter decision, like. He's probably a day three prospect. He's a great athlete. He had great, great, um, I, I guess not great tape, but good enough tape to be a top ten quarterback from uh, yeah. going to this draft from Wake Forest. Yeah. Um. So I, I think when you when you think about it in terms of that, maybe it's less surprising. Yeah. No, but I true. just I think that there was just so much hype that him pairing up with Todd Munkin was going to be mm-hmm. a new look Georgia offense. And uh, obviously that kind of goes out the window now. Yeah, and, and going back to maybe this smart is he's going to look good in shorts. He's going to look good at, in indie. He's going to look at, good at his pro day, you know. like, And, you know, like, and after the top three guys, as we keep saying, it's it's pretty murky. So there is a chance for him to, to shoot up a bit. Like, again, I, I think we both have him firmly a day three guy. But um, uh, with, with his talent, I would not be shocked to see him as a day two guy. At all. No, no. I mean, he's going to need a lot to get to that point. Yeah. But if we do if we do end up in a draft situation where outside of the top three guys, like, it is very unclear. And mm-hmm. if, if plus, every senior has an extra year of eligibility. Who's to say yeah. uh, Sam Ellinger and Bushell will declare, just think of big yep. name seniors. Yeah. Um, so I guess when you factor all that in, it, it does kind of make sense, and, and it is far more justified, especially when you think about it in terms of maybe JT Daniels kind of had an edge on him. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, and lastly, Cam Bynum, he was already, what, a redshirt senior, so, uh, and no pack well, yeah, we season. Go ahead, yeah. I was going to say, he, he's one of those guys who it feels like we've been talking about forever because yeah. we've been talking about yeah. him since he's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I like, but, uh, like, He's, I don't think he's a top 100 guy by any means, but certainly uh, he's got enough tape to justify mm-hmm. um, yeah. being a potentially a top 150 mm-hmm. pick. I think he's a really good zone cover guy. Uh, when, when he's playing cover two and manning the flats, he's just so physical, and he, he's got great eyes in zone. Um, he's a really consistent tackler, too. He's a guy who, when we talked about the Pac-12 show, we both liked him. But we had athleticism questions, yeah. so you could see. I, I think I threw this idea to you, like potentially uh, a move to safety in the NFL. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think we both had like I have him like mid day three ish. Um, yeah, and then and that feels about right. Like yeah, late fourth, early fifth, especially in an un- year, uh, un- unknown year. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels about right. Yeah, it's just I think like when you're a retro senior and you're not getting this season, uh, and like you said, put a lot of tape out there already. Yeah, there's You're no. Gonna, it, it it might hurt him to go back and because how much better is he gonna get? Yeah, and then he's old, and then you get that kind of that <laughs> exactly. asterisk next yeah. to your name or a 25 year old rookie. Exactly. So, no, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll continue to see more specifically. Uh, well, I mean, the Big Ten and Pac-12 really keep pretending they're gonna play now. So the Big Ten more so, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I, again, let me know when there's actual news. I don't want to see anything else. Well, okay. What if I told you BYU is going to be the champions this year? I would say that Navy's just really fucking bad. Wrong. They're they're bad. Okay, let's uh, let's jump into our final NFL prediction show. Whoa. Uh, next show will be we'll get into our regular rhythm of 
college football like NFL draft prospect specific show and then NFL rookie specific show. This is our last broad NFL show that no <laughs> one actually listens to. Yeah, our regularly scheduled programming is coming up next week. All right, you wanna you wanna count down? Uh, give hit me with your AFC playoff seeding. Yeah, I will, Robert. Uh, first seed, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, thirteen and three. You already know that. I feel good about that, Rob. Uh, second seed, the Baltimore Ravens, eleven and five. My third seed is the Tennessee Titans, also eleven and five. I think a team we neither of us feel too great about, but both had them winning the South. Uh, my fourth seed, I'm higher on them than you are. I got the Buffalo Bills, ten and six. And then we get to the wild cards. The Steelers at nine and seven and fifth seed. I got the Colts, the sixth seed, and also at nine and seven. I got the Patriots, the last seed, number seven, going eight and eight and sneaking in. Damn. Um, I think I think we hit all the same teams just in a different order. I think like the AFC is more clear than the NFC is. Well, the NFC is just better. Yeah, I like in the NFC. I had a three-way tie for the seventh seed at nine and seven, uh, with three like good teams that I'm sure most people think are playoff teams. So, and then obviously the Patriots. I, I think they're in because like I don't know. Would it shock you to see a seven and nine team make the AFC playoffs as a seven seed? No, no, I didn't have that happen. Me neither. I had a, every. I did. Well, you had Nate. Nate. I didn't even have that. But I feel like that. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. They're mm-hmm. they're. There's a couple teams um, that it feels like every division's got at least two teams who've got a chance. And that's pretty true. Yeah, no, that's pretty true. Uh, and if they all just beat up on each other, especially <laughs> within division, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it would be shocking to see uh, a potential like seven and nine, I don't know, Browns team or Texans team sneak in. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, yeah, I think I had the Browns eight and eight as well, actually. Um, and then in the in the AFC West, I didn't have a second AFC West team make the playoffs, but they're all like seventy nine teams to me as we talked about. I know, last week. yeah, yeah, for sure. I I also didn't. So I had to go Bills, uh, the Bills in at the seven seed, nine and seven. Colts six seed at nine and seven. Ravens fifth seed at eleven and five. Patriots uh, win the AFC East at nine and seven. Titans win the AFC South at eleven and five. Steelers win the North at twelve and four, and then the Chiefs one seed. Thirteen and three, winning the West. So we already knew our is big that, difference was, was your your love for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we talked. But about that, that we had the ago. same seven teams, right? We did, yeah, exactly. Who would your eight be? Uh, I had the Browns going in an eight, but like even then, like, I, am I ever gonna bet on the Cleveland Browns? No, you know. No, I, I would never. <laughs> even though we feel better about them this year than most years, I I agree. Um, yeah. I I have I had both the Browns and Chargers end up nine and seven. Oh, you know what? I also the Broncos going in and eight too. I forgot about that. I have them seven and nine, but but to me that that final that seven seed there's mm-hmm. a battle between Patriots, Bills, um, Browns, Colts, Texans, Chargers, yeah. and even the Broncos are kind of in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's just very open for the. I guess the, I should say seven and six and seven seed, assuming. Uh, the Steelers and Ravens both make it from the north. Yeah, no, though that's definitely the group of teams. Um, I think I'm a little more. S- no, nah, you know that that's the group. I think that is the group, and I, I think it will be one of those teams. Even the Raiders are. Again, I'm not a huge fan, but they're they're in play there too. I think the Raiders would be like, <clears throat> probably the, the next. Right, kind of alone though, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then there's a bit of a drop because it's like the, the the teams after that, the Dolphins, the Bengals, they're trending in the right direction, but they're not there. Yeah. 
now we've named everybody outside of the Jets <laughs> into Jags. So, um, but you know, it's funny you say that because just having the seventh seed makes it feel so much more wide open. Like, it was I so- was opposed to it at first, but I kind of like it now. I'm still not sure how I feel, but I kind of, I kind of like the top team being the only one getting rewarded with a buy. How? Do, like, yeah, it's, I like that. Yeah, at first I wasn't sure. Then I'm like, we've seen so many like meh two seeds get the buy, win the easy divisional game because it was at home, and then get killed in the NFC Championship game. <coughs> Packers. <coughs> That's so, exactly who I was thinking. Of. Yeah, but we we've seen that. Like you know, so I don't know. At least this is a little more, a uh, little more reward for the top team, and there's never a big difference between the sixth and seventh seed, regardless. You know what I mean? Like even when it didn't exist. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, you want to give me your NFC now? I will. Uh, I'll go with bottom to top this time. The seventh seed, yes. uh, hotly contested, but the Packers sneak in at nine and seven. Then the rest of the NFC is strong as hell to me. Uh, the Bucks, my sixth seed at eleven and five. The Seahawks, my five seed at eleven and five. The Eagles win the East at ten and six. The Vikings win the North and the three seed at ten and six. And I got the Niners, the two seed, twelve and four. And the top in the NFC is the Saints at twelve and four. So I, I think we only have one team different this time. Is it is it the Packers? Did you not have them in? No, I did. I did. I did. No, I have them in. Okay. If you well, you sorry. You had the Eagles in. I don't. Oh right, right. We talked. You have them what nine and seven missing the playoffs. Yeah, I I would have them as uh, my eight. Okay. Yeah. See that we as we discussed in the NFC show, uh, hit us with yours. Okay. Um, I got the Seahawks going uh, ten and six as the seven seed. Vikings ten and six, six seed. Bucks thirteen and three as the fifth seed. <laughs> that would suck for them. <laughs> Cowboys winning the NFC East at nine and seven as the four seed. Packers winning the NFC North at eleven and five, the three seed. 49ers the West uh, going thirteen and three as the two seed, and then the Saints winning uh, one seed, winning the uh, NFC South at thirteen and three. So, so for me, that seven seed was between the Packers and nine and seven. You had, you had the Pack at nine and seven too, right? No, sorry, you, you didn't. No, I had them eleven and five. But you, the Cowboys at nine and seven, which I also had. You just had them mm-hmm. end up winning the division. And uh, I had the Rams going nine and seven too. So th- those three were like really close and uh, just tiebreak scenarios get the pack in. Also, I think I trust the Packers the most of those three teams right now, which is weird to say. Guess not. <laughs> and you hate them. I do um, hate them. Yeah. <laughs> who Who do you think? I mean, who? Wait, who is your eight in theory? Uh, it's, it's Dallas and it's Dallas and then the Rams, but they're both nine and seven. Okay, so that's me, but the Eagles and the Rams at nine seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, just looking in that, like, because the the NFC is so, I just think better in general. Yeah, like I, you had no nine and seven. Oh, so you're the nine and seven champ, right? But other than I did the, with the Cowboys. Yeah, like if if the seven seed, I like I wouldn't be shocked if the seven seed is a ten win team at all in the NFC. No. No, no, no. Well, that's what I had with the Seahawks. Exactly. Um, do you like? Is there any team um, that you have with a losing record that you could see potentially pushing for an NFC playoff spot? Okay, let me, I'll look quick. I off the top of my head, the Arizona Cardinals are a hot name right now, and I, I have them at seven and nine. I, I want it so badly, but I just think when every time I look at. And you thought I was going to have them in, I think, I remember. Last week, yeah, I did. Yeah. 
And, but every time I just look at the the both sides of the trenches, it's just I can't do it. That's my exact thought. And like the only other team I would consider that I have as a losing record uh, that maybe makes the jump is the Falcons, and that's another team. That's you just that's can't. my pick. That's my pick. If yeah, I, if just, just because veteran quarterback, yes. a head coach, whether Dan Quinn's the guy or not, he Spend has there. gotten to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, if Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are healthy. I don't really believe in Todd Gurley, but if that offensive line finds some continuity, because there's a lot of high draft picks on it, uh, if Dante Fowler really provides them that edge rush they've lacked for so many years, and if like Deion Jones, I mean it's a lot of ifs, <laughs> and if if, if um, Deion Jones can stay healthy, if Cam O'Neill can stay healthy, like you could see a path. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't help that I think the two best teams in the NFC. Are in their division or in the NFC South are in their division exactly yeah um, or what that no I mean the two best teams in the NFC are in their division yeah or two of the three best I'm just rambling <laughs> their, their their division's tough Rob you're right uh, <laughs> yeah no exactly like you said MVP pedigree quarterback in Matt Ryan but all of those ifs that you just said are also ifs for me and I lean uh, towards them being nots <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. the, the offensive line well, doesn't I mean, it, gel. It, it, yeah. We we have enough proof over the years of this situation where it is the knots. Yeah. And like two years ago, um, if you were to ask me, I, I thought it was the Falcons, you know, bad injury luck. And they, they kind of, you know, fell off from the Super Bowl team. And, okay, the de- their defense got kept getting hurt and decimated. But now it, the roster isn't as good either. It's not just injuries. I know a lot of Falcons fans, uh, maybe the Homer ones, will say it's just injuries. But uh, I don't think it's just injuries. But, again, I wouldn't be shocked if they can make it wrong. Because I, I – I love a lot of those football players. I mean, and like you said about the uh, the Cardinals, it's just so I don't trust either side of the trenches, and you know that's a big fucking deal in the NFL. Um, I think especially this year when when there wasn't really full practices, uh, like just a little bit. You know, I feel like trying to gel an offensive line this year uh, really difficult. No, oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, we even heard like I think Sean McVay was saying it on Hard Knocks. There's gonna be more false starts this year than ever before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want you want to go through how you have the AFC side of the playoffs playing out? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Wild card weekend. I got the it's Ravens being the Patriots. Now. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's awesome. But it's weird. Should they do it? Should they split it by the day? Would that be cool? Like or... do AFC one day and NFC the other? Yeah. I wonder how the scheduling is going to go. I like that. I don't think they but will. But I don't think they will. I but I like cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I got the Ravens beating the Patriots. I think that's going to be a close game, though. I think the, the Pats always got something up their sleeve. But I couldn't. As much as I wanted to, I wanted to predict a 7 seed beating a 2 for the first time ever. I, I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got the the AFC South matchup, the Titans over the Colts. Uh, but I got the mini upset. I got the Steelers over the Bills, the 5 over the 4. So we have the same, um, the same games in the AFC. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even realize that. Me neither. It's just the seating's slightly different. <laughs> what do you got? I thought you were going through all the way, and then I'll go through. Oh, shit. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you got me excited. Right, right. And then in the divisional round, uh, the bye. Coming off the bye, the Chiefs have the Steelers, and they take them down in Arrowhead. Uh, I like the I like the Steelers not as much as you, but going into Arrowhead, I just that just seems too daunting, regardless if they have fans or not. Uh, and then Ravens Avenge this year. They beat the Titans. They get to the AFC Championship game. And unfortunately, I got the Chiefs winning it and heading to the Super Bowl over the Ravens. Um, it feels like a bit of a walk for the Chiefs this year. I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I don't I, know. Yeah. I, I will argue 
Their corners are yeah. a big worry, and the offensive line's a bit of a question. It is. No, you're but their right. Their corners are a legit worry. With like Brashad Breland's their best corner, and and he's out. He's but out he, the first four games. Yeah, he'll be back obviously by the playoffs. Um, but I yeah. wonder if we see Brett Veach maybe pull off a little trade. It's, I don't know. Their cap situation, we don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like they're already dancing around that bad boy. But I, I don't know. Like their window is wide open, right? So why not? Throw like again, and this, we've already seen Seattle do it. I think that's a big part of the Jamal Adams trade. The 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 draft is gonna be murky as fuck, especially when you know you're picking in the twenties or the thirties. Uh, why not throw your first and pick someone up? Like, add corner help. I don't know who it would be right now, but it would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, for me in the wild card, I have the Steelers over the Bills. Same the Z. Colt, Colts over the Titans. And the Ravens over the Patriots. I wanted to pick the Colts, but I just like like if I got the Titans winning the division, I'm not going to pick the Colts here. Well, you know, I'm I'm secretly a Colts fan. I, I know, I know. Born and raised in Indiana, go Hoosiers, go Hoosiers. Um, then in the divisional, I have the Chiefs over the Colts. Again, like you mentioned, a, a bit of a cakewalk for the Chiefs this year. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the Steelers over the Ravens. That will be a fun divisional matchup. When you get those two teams together, it's a coin flip, regardless if one of them is way better than the other. You know what I mean? And they're not that far off this year anyways. And then in the championship game, my hottest of takes, I have the Steelers over the Chiefs. Oh, you love your Steelers. I respect it. I'm like, fuck it. Just go all in. I got the Hawks winning games. I respect it. I, I can't throw Stellas over here. I just, well, I feel, I'm pretty sure I picked the Saints and the Chiefs last year, and I didn't want to do it again. I... <laughs> I picked the Chiefs over the Saints in the Super Bowl last year. I'll say that. And we'll see who my Super Bowl pick this year is. <laughs> All right, hit us with your NFC. I got the, I got it right, though. Well, not the NFC, but yeah. Wild card game. I got the Niners beating the Packers again. Again, I wanted to pick a 7-2 upset, but I'm like, saw what happened last year. Uh, they don't match up well. Uh, I got the mini upset. Actually, two mini upsets. I got the Bucks going into Minnesota and beating the Vikings. The Six beating the Three. I got the Seahawks beating the Eagles. They always beat the fucking Eagles. That's that's always a bad matchup. Wentz gets hurt or something. You know, weird things happen to Eagles when they play Seattle. It's it's it always stop happens. using your voodoo. <laughs> uh, the divisional round, uh, two um, all divisional matchups. I got the Saints beating the Bucks. I think that's gonna be an awesome game though. Push comes to shove right now. It's it's hard for me not to trust the New Orleans Saints more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for obvious reasons. Just so you know, it's a completely new team in Tampa. And uh, I got the Seahawks beating the Niners. Um, I think if Seattle got a shot last year, I think that would have been hotly contested. We saw what happened with uh, their two matchups last year going down literally to the wire, both of them. Seattle gets a shot. Jamal Adams with a difference. And they push into the NFC Championship game. Unfortunately, uh, New Orleans beat Seattle. And I got the same Super Bowl matchup as I predicted last year. The Saints and the Chiefs. Wait for my pick, baby. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. For me in the NFC, um, I have the 49ers over the Seahawks in the wild card. Fuck you. The Viking. I got a divisional. Or, yeah, divisional matchups. Vikings over the Packers. And then the, the Buccaneers upsetting the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, in the divisional round, I have the Saints over the Vikings. The Bucks over the Niners. And then I have the Saints over the Bucks in the NFC Championship to give us a Saints-Steelers Super Bowl. So it feels like the Saints and the Bucks are kind of destined. Unless this whole thing falls apart. I'm still like, if you're asking me, I feel more shaky about the Bucks 
right now than I did two weeks ago, but I feel like it's just a preseason week jitters. I don't know why. But I just want to be all in on my boy Bruce Arians. I know. It feels, it, I, right now, it feels like they're destined to meet. And I feel like the Seahawks and the Niners are destined to, to tangle again. So I, I uh, that's what kind of where I landed. Uh, my Super Bowl pick last year I had the Chiefs over the Saints. I was right on the Chiefs, wrong on the Saints. This year, it's the Saints year. It's the Saints year. It has to be. Saints beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'll give you a score in the Classic. Maybe over time, I won't predict that, though. 34-31, to 31, Saints win the Super Bowl. Okay. I came into this game, or into this show, with the it Saints is a game. over the Steelers. It is a game. But earlier, you said you should just ride your team. You're right. <laughs> so, here we go. Uh, Steelers 27, Saints 24. If the Steelers win the Super Bowl, does Big Ben call it quits? Yes. And look, if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, it means Big Ben had probably an MVP caliber season. Uh, if not, uh, an amazing bounce back season. And he went healthy, obviously. I agree with you, though. If they win the Super Bowl, I think he, he calls it quits. He's like, I'm leaving at the top, and he, he walks off into the sunset. He just wants to have more than Eli. Uh, I this I think the Saints got they they've sniffed it so long they've had all these crazy heartbreaks in the fucking you know you know them all Saints fans um it's got to be the year I, I think I think when we get the Saints Chiefs matchup I, I think the Saints are just a complete more complete roster like we just talked about the Chiefs DBs but more corners are uh, are yeah, iffy I, I, I think ahead. the Saints have have the the deepest. And like most experienced roster, in yeah, the NFL. it's all there. And we, you know, I'll be wrong, and they'll find some crazy way to lose, like they always do. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a fantastic year in the NFL. Don't obviously, there's one shitty cloud over it all that we, you know, we can't control. But I think it's gonna be amazing on the field this year. All right, I agree. I agree. I think there's there's a good storyline with every single <coughs> every single team essentially. Do, like it, even yeah, even the obviously the Jaguars are like the bottom of the barrel. But even Gardner Minshew, whether he's good or not, he's gonna be fun. I I personally have like I have DJ Chark stock. I got Levisca Chino. You know what I mean? I got I got parts. Actually, I got James Robinson stock. I'm invested down there in Jacksonville. So, and there's the young guys on the deep. Like every team, you're like, okay, this is something a reason for me to sit down and watch. But by exactly. week eight, there won't be. By week eight, we'll no. be like, okay, don't watch this shit. But week one, there is. Yeah, and like you, yeah. I mean, you go across. I mean, the Jets maybe not, but you go across the board. It's like <laughs> Dwayne. Like I want to see what happens with Dwayne Haskins with Ron Rivera in the room. I want to see. I get okay. I guess maybe if here's my final question before uh, mm-hmm. we move on. Who are the two bottom of the barrel teams? Give me an AFC and an NFC. Like the two teams you don't want to see play. Because I got two. Like I my. Like not the, not necessarily the worst teams, but the teams I, I don't want to watch this year. Yeah, like so, like I mean, I think Carolina is gonna be one of the worst teams, but I think we both like Matt Rule. We both I like want to see Joe Brady. Brady. Yeah, yeah, like things like that. So that that works against. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my beloved to hate New York Jets in the AFC. Um, although I want to see Darnold, I just want to see Adam Gase out. Um, and they're the rookie class is kind of fun in the NFC. You know what? I don't want to watch the Lions. I know Matt Stafford is fun. I don't like that team. I, the Bears are pushing them too. I don't know. I just they don't excite me. I got I, I got the Jets and the Bears. The Bears are bad too. At least at least the Trubisky 
Like if it blows up, I which can't it will. Do it. And I, I, I think I hate Matt Nagy. I know I kind of do down too, but like if it, if like when Trubisky blows up, it's gonna be entertaining. Yeah, no, it will be. Uh, you know what else will be entertaining? Twenty twenty, as it's been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there's one thing you can't control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. AJ, when's the last time you shaved your balls? Uh, the summer of '84. What a summer it was! Beautiful. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tampered stainless, stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having a clone that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And BetOnline continues to be your online wagering experts. Head to betonline.ag today. Uh, with football coming back, we got all the bets in the world to make. I yeah, don't know. L- listen to our, uh, we're going to get into our awards predictions now and just run to betonline.ag and plug them all in, baby. <laughs> just listen to us. My, I looked at my picks from last year. They were terrible. Uh, but this year, they're gonna they're, they're all right, so don't worry. Retweet. <laughs> Retweet. Indeed. Okay. NFL awards, but first, uh, I put together my top 10 quarterbacks. AJ didn't because AJ just trusts me. <laughs> yeah, that's is that, is that fair? Yep, that's fair. Okay, so I'll go 10 to 1, my top 10 quarterbacks uh, in the NFL right now. 10, Dak Prescott. 9, Matt Ryan. 8, Tom Brady. 7, Matthew Stafford. 6, Aaron Rodgers. Five, Drew Brees. Four, Deshaun Watson. Three, Lamar Jackson. Two, Russell Wilson. One, Patrick Mahomes. What say you, AJ? Uh, do you have Carson Wentz in theory at 11th? Yeah, don't worry. Okay. Uh, I know that's what you're concerned with. Yeah. They have to well, be side by side. They have to be side by side, exactly. And then Jared Goff has to be like six behind them. <laughs> I don't know if I put Matt Stafford that high. I, I, I know it feels like everyone's on the Stafford train. They all believe. I love Matt Stafford. He is top Stafford. 10 though, right? I think. Like, I think. Who, who do you think in, would you argue for the top 10 that I don't have? Wentz. I would take Stafford over Wentz in a heartbeat. I'd take Wentz. Um, what? I'd take Wentz, yeah. Well, Stafford has been consistent. Wentz has had... One season that I think is better than Stafford, maybe? He hasn't had or he has only had? 
He he has only had. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> that's I guess that's it. I don't know. Like honestly, the hardest for me is Tom Brady because it's. You, you just do don't I know what... really think he's better than Matt Ryan at this point? No, but I don't think I do. But I can't not. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to place Tom uh, to Tom Brady. I totally agree. And to me, the the top five are kind of set. That the, that's the five you put them in whatever order floats your boat. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder where people consider Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah, I I, I felt, I guess I kind of had the same thing with him too. Where, I mean, really, that whole the Rodgers, Stafford, Brady, Ryan, are all kind of hard to differentiate. Differentiate. Yeah, and as much as I hate it, like it even feels like Drew Brees is a little bit of a time bomb. As much as I hate, like. It's funny. I think like, he'll part throw of for... me rank. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say part of me ranking him like fifth above those other guys was yeah. just be- the situation's the best. It, yeah, hundred percent. And he still like throws a fucking like seventy percent completion rate. So it's, <laughs> it's like let's not to love. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think I could really put anyone else over Matt Stafford. Um, those feel like the guys. Um, I'll ask you something then. Who outside of your top ten right now? We'll, we'll put Carson once aside. Uh, do you would you expect to have in your top ten next year? That That's a right? good question because I, this actually was something I, I intended to uh, answer for you whether you asked or not. <laughs> we Kyler didn't Murray. arrange that, Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's a good yeah. answer. Yeah, that's that's my. I think, especially if we see like, if the if if kind of like the Roethlisberger's, the Brady's, the Breezes all take a step back this year. I think we're really going to see a push from, uh, like, Kyler Murray. I think even Joe, like, not put him this high, but, like, Joe Burrow is going to climb. Like, mm-hmm. this time next year, is Joe Burrow going to be above, like, the Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G line? Oh, okay, I quick. Uh, two, one follow-up here and then one more question for you, sir. Um, <laughs> so where would you have Kyler Murray right now? If I had like, to, like, write it all out, he's, he's I think I would have him top 15. And would it would it be above that Goff Jimmy G line? Yeah, I th- I think so. For so me. so basically, it's just Burrow, the upside so much better. Yeah. So so basically, Burrow will be next year where Kyler Murray is right now for you, probably. Yeah, I think that th- I think that makes sense. One more question: uh, What where is that Jimmy G line, and do you see the line going up or down? Like I think Jimmy G is one of the most interesting questions uh, at the quarterback position this year. Like where would he rank? Yeah, like like straight dead sixteen. Probably like for you? seventeen, sixteen. Yeah. Okay. I know like like people want to like say he's a top ten quarterback. I, I don't I think he's a fine starter, but uh I feel like he's more towards that twenty than he is the ten. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um Speaking of top quarterbacks, I assume your MVP pick is probably a top quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's the top quarterback, uh I'm basic. I picked Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, I feel like it's, it's hard, hard the to. only, only, like, super obvious pick this year for anything. Uh, no, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, like OPLY, I'm I'm taking a bit of a swing. You know, like a lot of them are pretty, uh, pretty wide open. But MVP feels kind of easy. Like, who who's your second choice? Like, I think mine would probably be Russell Wilson. My, so for every award, I put my winner and then my two like runner up. So MVP, I pick Patrick Mahomes, then Lamar and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think the, those are like the, the three, three. Unless Deshaun Watson can overcome Bill O'Brien being crazy. 
Yeah, and unless like, like if Tom Brady puts up a magical season in town, like and Breeze, like those two, but yeah, it, it's one of those. How many guys are named six guys? Yeah. Um, for Offensive Player of the Year again, if Patrick Mahomes wins MVP, he's gonna win OPOI. So that's really my pick. But but yeah, no, I, I, I it's it's more fun to choose a non-quarterback. For it, exactly. And I'm gonna take a big, bit of a swing. There's no one I felt really strongly about. And like, like you know, like Michael Thomas can run it back. Whatever. I'm, I'm gonna pick Dalvin Cook. I think I know he's already had two fantastic years. I think he's gonna be a goddamn workhorse for the Vikings. I think the off the line is better. I think again, I, I think they're ten and six or winning the division. Uh, I think he puts it all together. And, and again, we know he could be deadly in the passing game. Kubiak's the OC. Um, the offense is pretty much gonna be the same fucking thing with Stefanski and Kubiak. But I think they're they're gonna put it all together. There's no digs. Maybe more more reps there, more looks there um, in the passing game. I got I got Dalvin Cook again, kind of like a murky one. So I just yeah. took a swing on a guy I love. <laughs> no, I I did the same thing and I picked Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that, that feels like he's up there for sure. I, I I feel like Michael Thomas can't possibly win it again. That's kind of my feeling too. Um, so, so I I lean towards the other stud on that offense. If Alvin Kamara has a bit of a bounce back year and yeah. the Saints are clicking on all cylinders, that offensive line I think is the best in the NFL. Um, I think Kamara's poised to have 81 catches like every other year. <laughs> but for 1,000 this time? <laughs> yeah, but for 1,000. And uh, but I, I think th- this will be the year he crosses 1,000 on the ground as well. Um, who, so who's the your... other guys? Yeah. My, my two runner-ups were... I put Christian McCaffrey because it feels like it's impossible for him not to be in, be in contention, even if they're 2-14. Yeah. and 14. Yeah. He just won't win it. And then I picked Mike Evans. Okay, see, like, I think Evans would be in there. My issue is, you know, Chris Godwin's a goddamn stud, too, so there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, see, like, it's like Saquon's up there, but they're going to be so bad. And McCaffrey's yeah. up there, but they're so bad. So, I so we pick... both we both lean towards running backs we love that are going to be on playoff teams. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, DPOI, very open. Very open. There's no one I feel strongly about here either. Um, I pick Nick Bosa. I pick Nick Bosa. Um Coming off, that, yeah, coming off that rookie year, I, I know uh, DeForest Buckner's gone, but the defensive line is still studly. The defense is still really good. They're obviously still a playoff team. Uh, kind of lots of attention on Nick Bosa, too. He's going to put up sacks again. He's only going to get better. Uh, that's my choice. And, again, there's no one that you're like – like Aaron Donald, again, I still think he's the best defense player in the league. But uh, if I got the Rams missing the playoffs, it's going to be hard for him to win DPOY, right? Like, there's no slam dunk here this year. Aaron Donald's consistently the best defensive player in the NFL, but doesn't win defensive player of the year every year. So I think that's also an argument against like, yeah, he, he if he only has twelve sacks, which is fucking incredible for an interior <laughs> defensive lineman. People it's not be like, well, he only had twelve exactly. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's he, he's consistently going to be in the top three, but not win it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I went with T.J. Watt. Uh, obviously, I'm running on that Steelers <laughs> fucking high. Yeah, I, I think this is the best. This, this team has the ability of the best defense in the league. He's the best player on that defense. Um, and, and he, I mean, he was a top three guy for, for the award mm-hmm. last year. So I think he's, he's kind of running with that hype on, uh, behind his name. He's got the J.J. Watt bump. Um, yeah. So I picked T.J. Watt. My, my other two choices were Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa kind of slept on it. But again, I don't know what the Chargers would be. Um, yeah, no, it's fair. Watt would be in my top three. Too. TJ, that is not JJ. Yeah, well, Nick Nick Bosa would be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Again, wide so. open. 
Yeah, very much so. I mean, last year, a, a corner winning, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it, it never never happens. Yeah. Um, okay, offensive rookie of the year? Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's kind of got the hearts and minds of everyone right now. It was only him and Joe Burrow in the combo for me, to be honest. Uh, but when you're plugging him in onto the best offense of the league, I think he's going to be absolutely special. Well, So I also went with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think that's kind of the obvious choice, um, especially without Damian Williams there. Yeah. The touches are just going to go up. Uh, Joe Burrow's the other choice because if you just look at last year, Kyler Murray won it when uh, a Josh lot of people Jacobs. were banging, yeah. banging the table for A.J. Brown or Josh Jacobs. Uh, I, I also think, like... CD Lamb and Jerry Judy are both going to have incredible mm-hmm. rookie seasons, but they're not neither's the go-to guy in that their offense, so that will kind of hold them back like they won't have the same amount of opportunities as a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, exactly. No. Totally. And then and then also Jonathan Taylor's another strong choice. Yeah, it feels like like 3 months ago Taylor would be probably higher than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, but uh yeah, there's there's a lot of good choices right now. That award. Yeah, it's a studly class, baby. Running back, also the easiest, I think, mm-hmm. of Transitions. the skill positions to transition, yeah. especially when Andy Reid is a genius for <laughs> what Clyde Edwards Hilaire yeah. is. Like, he's Brian Westbrook, but fucking, you know, era Brian Westbrook wishes he played in. <laughs> yeah, and he's just going to make things really easy for CEH. Mm-hmm. Defensive rookie of the year, I think a much more, like, it's, there's, with offensive rookie of the year, there's so many options this year, and I don't think there is for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, exactly. But uh, maybe less. I have, I have more conviction for Clyde edwards alaire than I do for my defensive rookie of the year. You know what I mean? Less choice, but less conviction, too. Uh, I chose Chase Young. I, that, but I agree with you in terms of less conviction, but he's still the obvious choice. Here. Exactly, exactly. Um, like the, the thing working against him is, Montez Sweat was a first-round pick last yeah. year. Ryan Kerrigan's still one of the best pass rushers in the league, so he's going to be in a like a timeshare, um, and the team's not very good. But you could still see in a situational pass rusher role, which is probably still like he'll play forty snaps, forty-five yeah. snaps a game. Like he'll like he, I could see him touching eight, maybe. That, like we got to remember Nick Bosa silly year last year, and, and like he didn't put up monstrous sack numbers. Yeah, no. So I, I think like if Chase Young gets eight sacks, like that's his award. Uh, I'm interested to hear your second and third place guys. So I I had to pick guys who I think can be impact defenders on good defenses that are playoff teams. Yeah. Which is slim pickings. Yeah. Um, Patrick Queen with the Ravens. Agreed. Yeah, he probably he's my second choice too. Like I think he's gonna be probably starting pretty early on when I think a lot of defensive rookies won't be. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, obviously, on a talented defense in a, a playoff team. And then Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, I like I like Antoine Winfield as a dark horse guy. He, for the time being, is an official, isn't an official starter. Yeah. But I, I have a hard time seeing him not eventually, like, by week four being a starter. And he's got the name brand uh, mm-hmm. on a top team that I think is going to be one of the better defenses in the league, too. Yeah, so. that's, that's a good point, too. So it's like a... An on the rise defense on a hot team with a with a big name, it's a good recipe to win. Um sorry, I was gonna look at what his actual odds are right now on betonline.ag. Uh he's plus twenty two hundred, but that's only like, one, like five, six, seven. He's like eighth, eighth highest. 
That feels like a good bet. But again, it's a DB, so it's so who fucking knows. Yeah, the top three are young at plus 200, so that's a virtual. You know, it's easy. Then Isaiah Simmons at five, and then Patrick Queen at 1,000. That kind of gets wide open, to be honest. Mm. Uh, O-line of the year. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Again, I think they're the most complete uh, team in the league, and I think that offensive line is the best, and they're going 12-4, one, 13-3. One of the best offensive lines went healthy the last two years, and yeah. they upgraded it with Caesar Wiz. Exactly. Um, like, yeah. I mean, Ramchek's a top. I think Armstead and Ramchek, when healthy, are both probably, like, the, I think the best bookend tackles in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Eric McCoy looked like a future pro bowler last year. Andres Pete is a pro bowler, and you draft Cesar Rez in the first round. Exactly, yeah. And I think he's probably the most talented of the three guys on that interior. Exactly. Who, who's your second team? Colts. Colts I think, because they have that continuity, yeah. right? They, this yeah. is their third year as a unit. You've got Costanzo, who's one of the most underrated left tackles. Quentin Nelson, all-pro. Ryan Kelly, pro bowler. Mark Lewinsky, just a solid football player. And Braden Smith, a guy who I think we both could see eventually being a pro mm-hmm. bowl-type player. Yeah. I, I, the Colts would be my second choice, too, but I think there's a big gap. Like, just for the actual I think there's a, Yes, and I think there's a massive gap to the third team. Oh, yeah, easily. I don't, who, who's your third? I picked the 49ers. All right. Because, like, yeah. A lot of that has to do with adding Trent Williams, yeah. who I think can be the best tackle in the league. Um, and just, part of it is that Kyle Shanahan's yeah, scheme exactly. can help it. The, uh, another problem, like Western Richburg's not going to be playing till like week seven, though. And mm-hmm. Tom Compton's a bit of a question mark at right guard. And like, so, it, like I said, a huge drop off. Um, yeah. I, 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 like, I mean, I would argue my Steelers, but, you know, we have enough of them. Is Chuk starting at, at right tackle? Uh, it's sounding like it. I hope he plans out. I still love him. Uh, comeback player there. Wide open. This is a strong field this year. Um, like, we talked to Alex Smith. Like, if he takes a snap, is he, is he an auto winner? Maybe. He shouldn't take a snap, though. Oh, he shouldn't. No. But if he does, is he an auto winner? Possibly. Um, uh, Gronk. Maybe, maybe like, the attention, the odds have dropped a little bit on him, but uh, the attention's all going to be there. Uh, I already know who your pick is, so I won't name him. I, I pick Cam Newton. I have the Patriots yep. making the playoffs, and, and if that happens, it's all on Cam's arms and legs. Um, and it's the Patriots. It's all the attention of the world there. That that feels, but it's wide open. But that feels like a like a easy one if if they get to the playoffs. Um, yeah, he's my second choice. Alex Smith was my third choice. Yeah, I mean, I think Alex Smith doesn't have to take a snap to win it. I know, but. I'm saying, like, if he does, is it a slam dunk? Well, yeah, if I if if Cam isn't good, if your pick, Big Ben, spoilers, yeah. isn't good. Big Ben, baby. If no one stands out, uh, Alex Smith can win it without seeing the field. It's very possible. Yes. Um, but I, I think Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton are the two obvious, like, mm-hmm. most obvious choices. Yeah. Um, who's your most improved player? I didn't feel strongly about anyone, so I'm swinging for the fences here. You ready? Solomon he, Thomas. Oh, I wish. He just won the starting job in Seattle. Ethan Posick. I Okay, coming out of college. That's a good pick. Coming out of college. He was really... I loved Ethan Posick at, at LSU. And they've kind of moved him around from center to guard. He's never really gotten a fair shake at, at center. BJ Finney came in. He was shit, apparently. Getting paid $8 million a year. I could have told you that. Yeah. I, I, th- I actually liked it, so I was wrong. Um, but he's fine for a swing now, getting paid. But anyways... Um, they haven't really given his shot at center. He's, he's beside his LSU alum, Damian Lewis, now. <laughs> I I think it, this is a big swing, but I, I think 
if he can, he was a second round pick. He was great at LSU. If it all comes I think together, this fits perfectly. Like in terms of, I don't believe in Ethan Posick, but I think like <laughs> he is a perfect type of candidate career to this point. Yeah, yeah candidate for this award. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. So like again, not strong feelings, but uh, it, it all lines up for me, Rob. Um, I picked Auden Tate. I love it. I <laughs> I, I think Auden Tate's gonna um, solidify himself as the Bengals. Uh, just cause, like in the like, he'll be playing over John Ross. I think so too. I think it's gonna be Boyd, AJ Green, and um, Auden Tate, and then next year AJ Green's gone. Just Jamar Chase, Auden Tate, okay. and uh, Tyler Boyd. Okay, those those three would be so fucking awesome for Joe Burrow. Like if yes. Auden Tate pans out and they like, do land Chase, that's like that's like a bit of a basketball and grassy thing, and like it's yep. kind of perfect. Um, my my other two choices were of course Solomon Thomas because he'll forever be one of the choices. Has to be next. That's next year, hundred percent. Like I'm locking in right now. If he's not a 49er, I'm picking him next year. And obviously, my other choice is Ronald Jones. <laughs> of course, I couldn't pick either of them without like you being like, well, of course. So I had to pick Auden Tate. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I'm I'm there with you on Solomon Thomas. So who's your breakout? Uh, I picked Devin Bush. I picked Devin Bush. I, I went back and forth it, a bit. But, but, um, in terms of breakout, what categorizes a breakout for you with him? Uh, Pro Bowl year. He, he was the all last year. Maybe defense player of the year. Maybe you should change your pick. <laughs> to, to make him defense player of the year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I can audible. Ed Oliver. I, just, I went back. No, and I, I, I wasn't criticizing your pick. I just wanted more Steeler talk. Okay. No, I think he, again, like you said, that defense would be great. Uh, and I think he is. I said this when they drafted him. He's the last piece of the puzzle, and uh, I think he steps up. He fixes those coverage issues. I keep talking about the same shit with Devin Bush, and I think it's all going to come together. Uh, and I kind of Ed Oliver, I think, is the, my second choice easily. And I kind of went back and forth between the two of them. Mine's Kyler Murray. Yeah. Okay. Sure. To be a, to be a top ten quarterback. <laughs> okay. We we already That's, talked. That about. was. Yeah, I told you I was going to get that. My other two choices though: Sam Hubbard with the Bengals. It's a, it's a low key one. See. I think we mentioned think this already. Gonna, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl player. Oh, okay. I love it. I love the, the boldness. I just never trust the, the Bengals in their rotation there. And then Rashawn Evans, who I also think is going to be a Pro Bowl player with yeah. Tennessee. No, that, he was he was my choice for the AFC South, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, coach of the year? I audibled. Um, it was a guy I didn't pick for his division. Uh, but now that I got them in the playoffs, Bill Belichick, just give it yeah. to him. Just give it so, to him one year. If, if, they make the, if, they make the, if they win the AFC East, which I have them doing... I think it's his. Yeah, exactly. especially with their like, with all the turnover, all the opt outs, for them yep. to still do it, for him to bring in Cam, and if that works, and yep. I hope it does, it's hard not to give it to him. Exactly. I, um, I I picked him over Tomlin and Bruce Arians. I think Bruce Arians would be my second choice. Assistant coach of the year. I no one no one really stood out to me this year. Um, it's I I, yeah. I I found I had like seven guys who I could argue for, but I didn't wasn't like this yeah. is the dude yeah exactly so like usually for these awards we're targeting guys that are like kind of breaking out too you know it's basically breakout coach of the year breakout assistant coach of the year right uh I, so for this one i mean clearly belichick's not a breakout either but i picked dennis allen i just think that that new orleans that was saints, one of my guys yeah i think the saints defense is gonna it's not even like taking i guess taking the next step but it, it, it's not like they were bad you know what i mean they're already there but taking the next step, especially to get the attention, and again, I keep saying they're the best team in the league. I got them winning the Super Bowl. 
so I think this defense finally gets the attention. They couldn't land Clowney, but I don't think it. I think that is a spot they need, but it doesn't hurt them that much. I think. I think he finally gets the spotlight this year. Um, like I don't even know who. I, who's your Who's your guy? I I picked Josh McDaniels because I think ah, if, okay yeah okay I don't like doubling up on it that way but I think if the Patriots are in the playoffs it's because McDaniels shaped that offense around yeah. Cam Newton and I think that deserves credit yeah no no that's a good choice like especially again. considering like I I sent you that picture of Newton with the receivers on that team it's the <laughs> weirdest group of wide receivers like Sony Michelle is a big question mark at yeah. running back Damian Harris is hurt all the time like yeah he's there's just a the lot area. yeah like there's a lot of just bizarreness so if he can make that mm-hmm. work and really embrace what Cam Newton does well I think he deserves it and I, I, my other my other two finalists were Todd Bowles who we know we both love and then yeah. Keith Butler yeah, I think that's a good. I, I consider Bulls. I consider Butler. Those are good ones. GM of the year. Uh, this is like, uh, this isn't like if he. I think he's a very viable candidate to actually win the award, but I wouldn't choose him. Uh, Jason Light from Tampa. Yeah, I have him as a finalist just because like that's such an obvious. Yeah, the NFL like, would pick him. It's so it has classic. Anything to do with what he did or not? Yeah, it's so classic that the executive of the year just signs Tom Brady. Like that's not an but accomplishment. I mean, at the at the same time, though, like Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield yeah. Jr., like those were. I mean, don't look at the rest of the draft class, but those two, if Wirfs is starting week one as a right tackle, and Antoine Winfield Jr. is a defensive rookie of the year candidate, that does deserve credit. Yep. I mean, and, he and last year's Godwin. class too. Right? Yeah, like he he has done a good job. It's just he's had a very long leash. And maybe they they're right. I don't know, but yeah, I think that one feels right, and I could put that one. I feel like I feel good about putting that one in the bank, to be honest. If the Bucks okay. don't implode, I, I picked Brett Veach, but I had Light and Mickey Loomis in the conversation. Yeah, see again, it also feels like a guy that just break out. Like Veach, Veach has a legit chance though, just because of the way he's kept that roster together, right? Yeah, that that's why like the fact that they got Chris Jones done, they got Patrick Mahomes yeah. done. Yeah, they they uh, plus on top of that they like if Clyde Edwards Hilaire's the offensive mm-hmm. rookie of the year, just the way that he's kind of maneuvered um, the cap and put that put that team together. Ex- exactly, it's uh, a tough okay. award to predict on, on every year. Too. Oh, it, it's it's impossible. Um, before we do our week one picks, who is your pick for team of seven rounds in heaven this year? Okay, uh, this is the first time we've done this for seven rounds in heaven. I think I'm uh, recycling from a couple years ago on RTS, though. Uh, so our only rules are it can't be an NFC West or an AFC North team because our favorite teams are in those divisions. And we try to avoid playoff teams from last year because it's not as fun. So my proposition, uh, I think you'll feel very good about it, is the Los Angeles Chargers. Mine is too. All right, lock it in. Lock it in. It, I mean, we both love Tyrod Taylor. Yes. We both love Justin Herbert coming out. <laughs> yeah. Austin Eckler's awesome. Mean, like, what's not to love on this team, honestly? They draft our boy KJ Hill. <laughs> exactly. We love Keenan I, Allen. I love, I love Mike Williams. I love Mike Hunter Williams, Henry. Yeah. Uh, plus, they're on hard knocks, so we get that extra peak. Even with Derwin Hurt. I mean, Drew Tranquil is like one of our the show's favorite players. Exactly. <laughs> you love Kenneth Murray. I love Jerry Tillery. Yeah. Joey Bosa is, like, probably my favorite oh, Ohio State Buckeye. Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Ingram's our fucking president. Yeah, I love Melvin Ingram so much. You know, I, this is not the time for it, but discussing our uh, our college conference teams, South Carolina might be my SEC team because of Ingram and, like, Alshon. And- it, it, it was for me until I met their Twitter 
mob. <laughs> See, I don't. I avoid it. Uh, I kind of. So I'm gonna say it. they're my they're my team. Like, like the other people, like were the real USC. No, you fucking yeah. not. No, they're not. Move but on. I like the uh, humble underdog, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, bring back the old ball coach. Yeah, retweet. Okay, let's uh, let's fire through our picks and uh, call it a night. Uh, do you think? Sorry, there's a lot I want to talk about. Oh god. One thing, quick. How much of a home field advantage are you giving this week one? Like in your head. All of it. See, I don't know. Is the home field advantage extremely minimized? Sleep in your own bed. <laughs> Such a good point. Or is travel going to be weird? I don't know. Anyways, uh, you want me to go through the picks? I'll I'll, I'll do this. Why not? I don't know what's happening. Sunday night football I'm, on a Thursday sorry, night. My baby. Miami Heat are closing out the box. Are they? What's the score? Ninety-five, eighty-eight with a minute. Oh shit! Really? Okay. Good night. Good night, uh, Bucks. Uh, I said that last game too, though. Texans at Chiefs. Casey's minus nine in the kickoff game. Uh, the total's fifty-four and a half. Is it hard for you to to not pick the Chiefs? I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm also picking the Chiefs. Um, Chief Kingo. Exactly. Arrowhead baby. Uh, let's move to Sunday. Patriots hosting the Finns. New England's minus six and a half. The total's forty-three. What do you think? I took the Pats. I'm taking Miami plus the points. I, I'm the team with the better trench play. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be bold week one because week one's always a fucking crapshoot. I'm going to take these shots. You'll see a lot of my shots, Rob. So uh, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I think this year I, I kind of, at least early, I'm going to lean on the teams whose trench play I trust more. And that makes a lot more of sense. like experience together. See, for me... Uh, I totally agree with that. With the Patriots, you know, it's Cam's first game. There's a lot of questions. Lots of opt-outs. So maybe that, that, that team takes a bit to get going. And I think they win, but uh, the Finns cover. I'm going to take a lot of these division games plus the points. And another one, the Browns at Ravens. Uh, Baltimore minus eight. I'm taking the ra- Browns. I'm taking the Browns too. I just think like this Browns team, uh, I think we both think they're like an eight and eight. But I think they're kind of built to hang around in games. Yeah. Uh, I like again trench play. They improved. Yep. They improved big time on the offensive line. They've got a strong defensive line. The Ravens are a little young on the inside of their yep. their offensive line. Yep, exactly. Uh, Jets at Bills also one o'clock. Buffalo's minus six and a half. I will not pick the Jets ever this year. Retweet. I'm taking the Bills too. Uh, kind of a wonky spread. Maybe I don't know. Raiders minus three in Carolina. Again, I'm leading leaning on trench play. The Raiders have a really good offensive line. The Panthers don't. Yeah. Um, the Raiders have a intact staff that's been there before. The Panthers don't. I'm going to take the Raiders, even though I, I don't love them. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders, too. Like you, like you said, just more continuity there. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, minus two at Atlanta. Uh, this, I will take your Seahawks. I'm also taking the Seahawks. I don't feel good about it. They always have kind of trouble in Atlanta, but uh, it's not like I trust the Falcons that much either. Trench play, and Seattle's not good at that either. Yeah, uh, I know. That's why I couldn't justify my pick with that this time. <laughs> the Eagles minus six at Washington. The Washingtons just have too much going on right now. Give me the Eagles, even though Washington's um, D-line, I think, will give the Eagles O-line yeah. some trouble. Okay, I'm, I'm taking Washington plus the points. Again, uh, I respect these, it. these home division dogs, uh, and even some of the road dogs, I kind of like the points week one. And like you said, that, that D-line, I think, is going to give him trouble. I, I, this is more of the Eagles sputtering a bit than the, than Washington being that's, I good. think that's fair, yes. Uh, Bears at Lions. Detroit's minus three. 
Well, Le- give me my fucking Lions at home. <laughs> the, the game I least want to watch. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Lions, too, for no good reason. Stafford. Uh, yeah, there you go. Colts minus 9.5 in Jacksonville. I'm taking the, the Colts. Yeah, I'm taking the uh, Colts, the, too. The bad, but like we already talked about, second best offensive yeah. line in the league. They had to force Buckner in that D-line. The Jaguars are just, I don't know what they are, so... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> moving to the no, sorry, the last one o'clock game: Packers at Vikings. This is an interesting one. Minnesota's two and a half at home. Give me the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings too. I mean, the interesting thing to me is is apparently uh, Vegas thinks the Green Bay is better on a neutral field, which kind of intrigues me. But yeah, I think the week one the Vikings kind of takes. It should be a really good game though. Yeah, no, that's I think the the. The cream of the one. The game that gives me, yeah, the, the game that gives me the most pause when making a pick. Yeah. Uh, four o'clock, there's only three of them. But we get to see Joe Burrow at home hosting the Chargers. And the the road team is minus three, LA. Our Chargers. Our Chargers. I, I don't pick against our Chargers. <laughs> I, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are going to have a field day. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm taking the Bengals plus the points. I don't know. I don't feel good with this game either way. Should I change? Fuck it. I'm not picking against the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm changing. Hell yeah. Uh, NFC West battle. Choo-choo-choo. Cardinals at Niners. San Fran is minus seven. Yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers. Me too. Um, Me too. Uh, we talked about the Cardinals trench plays so bad. Yeah. It's Kyler's going to make some exciting plays. I, th- I think they'll hang around for a bit, and then the, Nick Bosa will put it, put it away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. All the attention of the 4 o'clock slate is on the Bucks at Saints. New Orleans minus 3.5. Saints, it's going to take some time. That yeah. Bucks offers a trench play. I just keep saying that. <laughs> um, the, the, the Bucks still need to find continuity with that offensive line. Tristan Wirth's a rookie at right tackle. They're going to have a new starting guard. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's going to take some t- live game action to get the timing down between Brady uh, yeah. and, and those pass catchers. So uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. But I think, again, the Saints are the the most deep, talented, and experienced team in the league. Kind of kind of sucks for the Bucks that they get this role of week one in, in New Orleans. Eh? Yeah. Uh, Sunday Night Football, got to show off SoFi, baby. Cowboys are minus three and the Rams are dogs at home. It's a fun game, I think. No, I got them both going nine and seven. It's gonna be either a really great game or horrible game. I agree. I'm take Dallas minus three. I'm gonna take the Rams. I know it's not a real uh, home debut, but I'm still gonna take them. Greg's airline revenge game. Oh fuck! There's the three points. It's a push. Uh, (laughs) Monday night football, the classic two week one Monday nighters. Your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers minus six in New York playing the Giants. Better hold on to that ball, Daniel, because TJ and Bud are coming for you. I'm taking my Steelers. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers, too. The total's 47, and I like that under, too. Just throw that yes, in there. Yes, correct. And the late game, Titans at Broncos, and I'll pick them. Give me the Titans. Okay, so look, I, I wrote down Broncos, but during the show we found out that Von Miller might yes. be out for the whole year. Uh, Bradley Chubb might not be ready for week one. But let me. I'll, I'll throw. I'll, I'll throw this one at you, Rob. The Broncos are fifty-one nine and two since the merger in home games during the first two weeks of the season, and more recently, that's twenty-one and two since moving to New Mile High in two thousand and one, uh, and that's beating a, many better teams than them. So that's hard to bet against. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with the stat and pick the Broncos, even though the Titans should win. Congrats. Okay. The the Titans are probably going to be giving points up now too. So with with injuries, we did it, Rob. Well, 
we're, we're, in the, the we're in the season. Here. I can't believe it. It's, it's go time. Threat level midnight. <gasps> Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.